Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host, Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shan. Always good to be with you for another episode of Anxiety Slayer. This week, we're responding to a question about addressing the unwanted thoughts and painful emotions that often come with anxiety. What helps? Anxiety is so challenging on our thinking because very often we fear that we're going crazy or we're broken or that there's something deeply wrong with us or we go into a state of painful isolation where we think it's just us. And that's been one of the most wonderful things to witness in our private Facebook group of the members supporting each other there and and being able to say, oh, it isn't just me. I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. Usually whatever gets posted or shared, somebody else chimes in and says, yeah, I, I know how that feels. I have that too. So that really helps knowing that we're not alone and knowing that it's the nature of the mind to have unwanted thoughts and to cause us mental anguish, mental pain. And understanding that we're not our mind, that our mind isn't our core identity, and that our thoughts aren't necessarily true. They're not truths, they are just thoughts. Those are really good places to begin. Somebody came up with a quote many years ago, don't always believe everything you think. I don't know who that person was, but I thought that is so smart. What a great thing to remember. Yeah, something we've talked about. In previous podcasts where our mind may cause us great suffering with its anxious thinking, but very often what we're experiencing is a case of false evidence appearing real, which spells out fear, false evidence appearing real. So the mind creates a distressing thought and it's distressing because we believe it. Otherwise, it's just a thought. We might have a thought that something's going to happen. And there are times when you can completely disregard that thought. It has no personal relevance. But as soon as we buy into it, as soon as we begin to believe that it may come true or it might be true already, then the distress comes because we have a story, a running narrative that believes and supports that fear. And then we feel the anxiety in our body because our body doesn't know the difference between real or imagined fear. So then it starts to escalate from our head and it gets into our body and then anxiety blows. But if we can practice the skill of taking, taking the sting out of the thought and allowing it to be just a thought, it's only when we have the narrative and the story and we begin to believe it that it can cause us pain. So that's what we're talking about today. I'm so grateful for Ayurveda and all of the Ayurvedic teachings and having learned over the years over and over and over again that we are not our minds. And that there are so many things you can do to support yourself as we talk week after week in in our podcast about how to support our fragile minds, to remember this and go back. And even if you have to remember every single day to let those thoughts go, we often talk about kind of like watching the clouds pass by, let your thoughts pass by so that you don't get stuck in the story. Yeah, it can really help sometimes to. Consider your thoughts like people watching, just letting them drift past or clouds in the sky. And we have guided 
relaxations, guided meditations that can help you do that. And many teachings on this, exactly how to do this and in our How to Calm Your Fragile Mind course. And it's a good point that you raised, Shan, about reminding ourselves because we do. We need to remind ourselves constantly. So it's not a failure to have to remind ourselves. That's how it is. And I think it helps to really take a very broad view on that. Like it's not that one day we brush our teeth and we don't need to do it again. Every morning we need to get up and, and clean our teeth. And again, before we take rest at night, that's how it is. And it's the same with the mind. We need to take care of the mind and we need to keep it in check and we need to have techniques in place to help support it and help rein those awful thoughts in. Otherwise, we get into this very painful place of thinking, well, I was okay. Why is this happening to me again? And it does. It will happen to us again. And we need to really learn self-compassion and tools and techniques to help ourselves be able to steady our minds and go beyond those thoughts to the point where we can not believe their propaganda. We can just watch them drift past without buying into their untruths. Right. I think it's also important to bring up the fact that trying to force these thoughts to stop isn't helpful. It, it actually will make things worse. When we resist and get stressed trying to stop the unwanted thoughts, we're actually pouring gasoline on the fire. We're making the flames larger. And so that might seem counterintuitive, but it's really not. It's better to notice what's going on and then to drop it and maybe describe your physical reality right now. We talk about labeling and dropping. Label or name the thought that's coming up for you. Then use your awareness, your mindfulness to stop anticipatory anxiety and bring yourself back to the present moment. So here's how you can do that. You notice the unwanted thought. Then do your best to drop it and describe your physical reality right now. Describe where you are and what you're doing in plain, basic facts. So if right now, if my heart was racing and I was starting to feel a little out of sorts, I could remember that I'm, I'm sitting here right now in my chair. I've got my feet planted on the floor. I'm talking with my good friend. I'm sharing information to be supportive of others. I'm working through the story of what's going on beyond that one sensation. And this takes you out of the loop of repeating anxious or negative thoughts. It brings you away from what if thinking and into the present moment of what's happening, the truth of what's really happening in this moment, rather than what your mind is worrying about and causing the pain that it's causing and the the, uh, trip that it's taking you on. Yeah, because what tends to happen is we feel a sensation and the mind kicks off with a what-if story. It has a narrative right there, usually about our health or our mortality, those very tender places. And then that's it. Once you allow it to run with that, then the anxiety escalates. So what we need to do is slow down. And it's as you said, it seems counterintuitive at first, but we need to slow down and we need to de-escalate anxiety. So very often we have the thought of, I hate this. I don't want to feel like this. So that, but that accelerates, you know, this thing of when we just don't want those thoughts and we just want those thoughts to stop. We object to the thoughts. We resent the thoughts. We hate the thoughts. All of those things have an energy to them. 
which the mind picks up and it increases the energy of the mind. The mind has an energy. It has a flow and it's in direct relationship with our breath. So when we become agitated and irritable and, and fearful, our breathing tends to become shallow and more rapid and that stirs up the mind further. So we need to train ourselves to slow it down. Let a long exhale out and a slow inhale in and then, okay, this is how I feel. And I acknowledge and honor myself that I'm not comfortable with this feeling right now, but it is just a feeling until I give it context. So then, okay, where am I and what am I doing? Just as you've very nicely just described, just bringing it back to the present moment reality, because that is all we know right now. And that's what we need to work with is, okay, I'm here and I'm doing this. And I can personally say that that's got me through some really intense anxiety. As I'm describing it, I can remember a situation a few years ago where I had something very intense going on in my life. And I was in a country park. And um, as the mind often does, I was enjoying relaxing in nature. And so I was quiet. And then my mind started. While it had me quiet, (laughs) it very often gets into those quiet, safe places. And so I had to stop. Okay. I'm sitting on a chair under a tree. My feet are in the grass. This is what I know right now. And immediately it started to settle and de-escalate. So we have to learn to respond rather than react. Same as in good relationships. If we can respond rather than react, we can stop things escalating. And that's the skill with the energy of the mind and unwanted thoughts. And I think also to be really extraordinarily sweet with ourselves. That's something that I've noticed over the last year, having different things come up personally, when I would just exhale and be sweet, give myself a hug, check in, what do I need? I know you're feeling jangly right now. What do you need? Have this dialogue. Oh, okay. Maybe a nice magnesium drink, maybe a nice cup of tea maybe a hot soak, whatever it is, really treating yourself like your most beloved friend. There's something to it. Yeah. Also, a huge part of this is being mindful of the influences and entertainment that you allow in your life. Before we started recording today, I was sharing an experience about watching a movie that really kicked my anxiety up a notch. And it was a club scene. So, you know, you had the bass and you had the lights out and you had the flickering lights. Maybe it was a rave. Anyway, whatever it was, I had to remove myself from watching it because that was the sweetest thing I could give myself was to just leave until that scene was over and notice that, wow, I really don't need to be taking that in right now. That doesn't feel good to me. That's triggering something in me. Versus sitting there and and putting up with it or trying to tough it out or whatever it is that we often do. So please be careful about the impressions you allow in your mind. The mind is like a camera and it takes pictures of everything. And the sensitive mind is easily disturbed by violent imagery. So we have to be really vigilant and protect it. And not always just violence, but fast moving, fast pace, you know, like this club scene that I was talking about. Mm. But there wasn't anything particularly scary going on there. But 
it was overstimulation. Yeah, which as we've discussed many times in the past, according to Ayurveda, is a key cause of anxiety, is overstimulation. Too much incoming, too much overwhelm and too much agitation, provoking of, of the energy of the mind, so really important. And Ayurveda describes that we should train our intelligence to be like a doorman, like a bouncer, as you'd say in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to go to a club in London, you have to get past the bouncer. So we should train our intelligence to be like a bouncer. And the bouncer gets to say who can come in and who can't. And it's a skill we have to learn. The bouncer can be distracted. The doorman can be not good at his job, or he can be vigilant and he can make good discrimination. And in Ayurveda, that's a key point of mental healing, mental health, is to develop that ability to make choices about what you allow in your mind. And that can be from entertainment to company to environment, all kinds of impressions that we're presented with and can find ourselves immersed in on a day-to-day basis. At the weekend, I took my daughter into work and decided to do some reading in a coffee shop um, nearby to where she works. But I put my earplugs in pretty quickly because it was so noisy. I could hear two soundtracks running, one outside the coffee shop and one inside. So two lots of music going, plus a lot of different conversations. So immediately I put my earplugs in because it makes me feel very tired. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard for me to concentrate and it makes me ultimately fatigued. So to carry with us what we need to be able to be calm and quiet when we need to, but to really protect our mind and train our intelligence. And again, this is very much the subject matter of the How to Calm Your Fragile Mind causes these teachings from Ayurveda on how to protect your mind, how to stop the mind causing so much pain and distress and having these thoughts running amok and and causing us real pain, real disturbance, which is why it's called How to Calm Your Fragile Mind. It's not a slight against the mind to say that it's meant in a compassionate sense of understanding that everybody's mind is delicate and easily disturbed so we need to know how to treat it with care and how to put protective measures in place for its well-being when we are anxious our mind becomes more stirred up and starts chewing over concerns and learning practices that will help us feel more grounded and calm enough to get some distance between us and our unwanted thoughts helps immensely. We get into trouble when we believe the mind's propaganda and we see its story as fact. At any time, we can use our intelligence to choose something different. Thanks so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We're so glad that you come back week after week. It's our pleasure to serve you.